0: What are the things that will elevate our lives and help us return to our original highest state of consciousness? To re-experience our higher self practically. How can we create a spiritual life where we avoid causing ourselves or others problems, pain, all that negativity that can show up in life What are the things to avoid on the path, really? And what are the things to do? How can we support ourselves on our spiritual journey? Welcome to the Spiritual Recharge Podcast. This is the Awakening Series. In the last five sessions, we dove into who we are as spiritual beings. Beings of pure divine light, eternal spiritual presence. How to recharge our spiritual energy through remembrance, connecting our mind, our awareness, our heart with the divine. The ocean of all bliss, love, peace, power, freedom, and joy. What is beyond the universe? We explored the law of karma and the cycles of time. Today we'll be exploring spiritual lifestyle and what gets in the way. How we can enjoy a sacred uplifting spiritual life and what secrets we can learn to elevate ourselves. This is Arielle, and I am here with our host, Michael McIntosh, and we are honored to be with you here today. Welcome.
1: Thank you for your beautiful presence. What we're going to be talking about today is profound and not very popular. (laughs) controversial, we could say. Because we live in a world that promotes things and behaviors and practices that cause us terrible suffering on a spiritual level. And not only that... Many, many things that are going on in today's world are seen as a wonderful thing, but they actually cause terrible sorrow. And if we want to experience freedom, real freedom, real joy, real bliss, if we want to break out of this trap, we're going to have to do things quite differently. It's a bit like if there is someone who's stuck in prison. They're in jail, but they can paint the walls, they can get a nice comfy bed, they start putting up pictures, they get a state-of-the-art espresso machine, and they've got this best fridge, and everything's just nice, but they're actually still stuck in jail. What we're talking about today is how to get out of jail. And we need to get out of this spiritual trap, spiritual jail. So one is, what are the practices we can do to stay in a good space? What do we need to avoid? And the other thing is a wonderful word that you may have heard, may not have heard. is the word maya. Maya. It's a very ancient word. And... Maya means illusion. And if we want to experience freedom, then we have to understand what Maya is, because Maya is the seductive form of negativity. And... The reason that it's so easy to get caught up in things that are bad for us is because they genuinely seem like a good idea at the time. And only later do we realize, ah, that was really not a good idea. Have you ever done something and then the next morning woke up and thought, I definitely shouldn't have done that? Ever happened to you? Ever done anything that you regretted later on? It's Maya. So if we want to have a spiritual life where we feel connected to the divine, where we feel clean and loving in our hearts, where we are really moving forward, we've really got to understand what is going on here and what to do about it.
0: And as we progress on our spiritual journey, what happens is that the conscience becomes more and more refined, more purified. So... We can no longer do the things that perhaps even we used to be able to do and it didn't bite our conscience. So that's a fascinating element of the journey as well, is that as you progress, as you link your mind and awareness with the Supreme and you keep receiving that purifying energy, your conscience, your intellect, your buddhi, your wisdom center is opening and becoming very very pure so as you progress these things become more and more apparent it's said that it isn't even until you really enter this deep spiritual path of remembrance of the divine that maya really starts to show her head as well
1: so these are very fascinating things to understand that Ma- maya means the seductive form of negativity. If it was obvious, we would not do it, but it's not obvious, so we get deceived. And as spiritual warriors, because we're on a spiritual path, we have to become aware of what is actually going on here. So the biggest problem we have in our in our lives and in the world is actually Maya. If there was no Maya in the world at all, it would almost immediately turn into the golden age, a golden age, beautiful space, because no one would do anything negative. No one would think anything negative and everything would be beautiful. But because of this seductive form of negativity, We're getting pulled down without even realizing it and causing ourselves and others suffering. And there's a wonderful expression I find very inspiring. Those who are defeated by Maya are defeated by the whole world. And those who are victorious over Maya are victorious over the whole world. So the stakes are high. And if we want to live a spiritual life, then what a spiritual life does, the point of a spiritual lifestyle, is to help us avoid getting caught up in maya doesn't mean we're not gonna have problems, it just means (laughs) we're making it slightly less of a problem for ourselves. We're just making it a bit easier. It's a bit like if someone is a gambling addict, they're addicted to gambling, then staying away from casinos is probably a good idea. If someone is an alcoholic, then going to the pub every night is probably not gonna work out very well. So there are certain things that we can do to make it easier for us, I'll just give some examples of Maya, and you can maybe tune into your own experience and think about how Maya has affected you personally. So I've gone into the kitchen more than once and thought that I should eat something that I liked and then eaten too much of it or eaten the wrong thing. So at the time, I'm very excited about it. Ooh, ooh, look at this wonderful chocolate or whatever it is isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful? Very excited about it. And then later on, I feel a bit sick or a bit tired or just something's not right, you know, and I'm not the sort of person that opens the fridge and eats a whole, you know, a whole tub of ice cream or something, but even little things can cause us sorrow. I remember one time I went around to see my friend who was on a spiritual path. I came in the house and he said to me, he was almost in tears, and I said, what's what's wrong? What What's happened? And he said, he was from Spain, and he said, Maya made me eat all the avocados. <laughs> and I thought it was quite amusing, but he was very disturbed because apparently he'd eaten a whole bowl of avocados. And he had a huge stomachache. And... But then the other thing with Maya is that Maya makes us beat ourselves up about what we did, which then pulls us further down. So not only had he eaten the whole bowl of avocados, he was now beating himself up and feeling terrible about it, which no doubt would make him do something else to try and feel better about feeling bad. Right, so it's
0: like another term for Maya that we you've maybe heard is the ego that negative compilation within us and it can also be super super subtle and not obvious i mean maya is endless so it's like even in today we're just scratching the surface But to give you another idea, it's like, well, maya can be the opposite too. Maya can be more patterns of restriction, restricting eating. Potentially it could, fasting in some cases could be maya. It all kind of depends on the inner intention and what's actually true, where things are coming from. So patterns of restriction, I've had a lot of that on my journey. Or even health obsession, I've had that one too, where you get so obsessed with what's pure and what's true and what's good to have that it, that becomes a form of maya as well, even though it's in the name of something seemingly good and beneficial. So you can see how it can take so many forms, so many forms, almost endless.
1: Someone might be addicted to work. They're doing wonderful service, wonderful service, but they completely uh, can't handle living without it. When I was a teenager, I was addicted to alcohol and marijuana, and so were all my friends and everyone else I knew, and we thought it was great, but it ended up really messing us up mentally. My work suffered, my college suffered, but it all seemed like and I remember when I got my first iPhone, I remember not wanting it because I knew it would be a problem, but I got it anyway because someone wanted me to get one. And I remember at one point I was even waking up in the middle of the night checking messages and wondering what I'd missed. Couldn't get sleep and was always spinning out about what was going on. Mrs. is Maya. So Maya is is really messing with us all in many many different ways and we have to protect ourselves because if we're completely consumed with maya then we actually don't have any space left over in our lives for who we are and what we're here for so i want to I really congratulate everyone who's listening to this because you have proven that you're breaking through Maya just the fact that you're here, listening to this. And we want to help you take it further. You know, Maya can happen in relationships, getting seduced or getting infatuated. This happened to me far more times than I'd like to admit. That Maya can happen in work relationships money health any area of our life we can get sucked into it
0: and essentially maya the ego's greatest victory i mean is is to pull us away from that spiritual state of union with the divine so it's often said it's in remembrance when we're trying to practice having this remembrance, the spiritual connection. The maya keeps coming to break the connection. It's these unconscious negative patterns that stem from something we've talked about on this podcast before, that body ego consciousness. when we're in a state of soul consciousness, when we're in a state of connection to the divine. It's like a fortress from Maya. However, as you will soon find out, I don't already have to tell you, that Maya, that force of negativity, will come in many clever ways (laughs) and storms to break. To break that connection. But in a sense, the benevolence of Maya is that as we conquer that energy, as we succeed, as we continue to surrender at greater and greater depths and connect, the intention, the aim of the spiritual path is that eventually we are no longer run conquered by that energy. So there's a silver lining as well that that energy is pushing us to go deeper and transcend ultimately
1: that's right Maya will slap us that's right darn good slap in the face you know and then you go alright I shouldn't do that I've got to stop doing that the easy way to tell what Maya is we can practice it right now is we're going to practice for one minute just considering ourselves to be souls and whatever else comes in your mind because because let's be honest we should be able to stop and focus our mind for one minute surely because it's our mind whatever else comes in the way is Maya because if we say I'm going to do one thing and we get pulled in other directions why are we doing that what's happening let's just take one moment now to close your eyes or you can keep them open and let's just look within and inside your self you are that beautiful, beautiful shining light, completely free like a shining star beautiful sun and you're completely safe shining, smiling and this beautiful light can connect with the supreme light bringing that energy all the way down into our soul and just feeling that beautiful love beautiful peace We've attained everything, and just enjoy receiving and shining that beautiful nourishment. isn't that wonderful? The aim of our spiritual awareness is to come back there again and again and again. And the more you practice it, the more you will notice what things are pulling our attention away. And we of course need to not beat ourselves up. This is really important that if for any reason you are practicing and then you get caught up in something and disturbed, that's not going to help very much. So we need to be very gentle with ourselves and have an attitude of step-by-step loving progress. So Maya is the seductive form of five dark energies what is it specifically? It is the energies of anger, lust, greed, ego, and attachment. And there are other ones which R and I were talking about fear, carelessness, and laziness. There are these various energies... And when they enter into us, we act out in ways that end up causing ourselves sorrow or other sorrow or both. And if you look around the world, if you were to write these things down, anger, lust, greed, ego, attachment, laziness, carelessness and fear, these eight things, you'd write them down and you were to look at the world and look what's going on on the cell phone and just check it out, just notice how many of these energies are pulling people every day. There's barely anything going on that isn't involved in one of these eight or more than one at the same time.
0: Or the children of those vices. So there's so many, you know, subtle forms that come from them. So these, this negativity is omnipresent. At this time, if you've listened to the last episode, you can go back and listen to the seasons of time. This is the dark night before the dawn the winter season for humanity and for a lot of souls talked about this in the last episode so you can tune in with that so these energies are therefore very present and that's why there's such profound negativity in the world and there's such a profound forgetting of spiritual consciousness Because when these dominate, the conscience actually goes to sleep as well. And what happens is people are no longer able to recognize truth from falsehood, not able to even fully recognize right from wrong. So there's a lot of innocence. So much of the time, people really don't realize what's happening. They don't know. They're not always doing it intentionally. So I think that's another reason why this energy of unlimited compassion and unconditional love is so important and healing for us to cultivate in ourselves and for everyone and the world around us.
1: So this is a an ongoing awareness to have, is... We are spiritual warriors, and our war, if you want to call it that, is with Maya, not with other people. So we're not against anyone. It's with the energies within ourselves that are counterproductive. And just like an alcoholic doesn't acknowledge that he's an alcoholic, he thinks he hasn't got a problem. When I was younger, I remember someone telling me that I was addicted to marijuana, and I refused to believe it. I said, no, no, I can give it up whenever I wanted. But I couldn't. I recently discovered (laughs) that uh, I'm a perfectionist, and I was so in denial that I was, that I didn't realize it was true. So now I'm in recovery, trying to not be a perfectionist. So Maya is so seductive that we don't realize what we're dealing with.
0: And maya is really tailor-made for each person. So one person's maya is different from another person's maya. It's often easier for us to recognize the maya in someone else, but this deep inner... Exploration in ourselves takes so much courage and honesty, and it absolutely 100% requires a connection to a higher power, the only power ultimately greater than the level of power this negativity has gained. So it's not a small thing. Our spiritual connection is a refuge from getting swallowed by the alligator. Often it's said Maya is the alligator who swallows. Swallows everyone whole. So it's like in the Bhagavad Gita. Symbolism of that is that we are on a battlefield. And again, as Michael shared, the war is with Maya. Or another name is Robin, which is the even darker, more blatant, obvious form of evil. So we'll go through seven different things that will help. So the first one that is very important is to pay attention to having a pure diet what we would call sattvic foods and drinks. Sattvic means pure. Because as is our diet, so is our mind. The food that we take in affects the state of our mind. The food itself and even the energy vibrations that that food was exposed to. So you know for example like certain restaurants and things you don't know what energy that person was in who's making the food could have been one of these these negative forces that was spinning in their mind and as and that's going those vibrations are going into the food so on one hand is this is that the food itself is sattvic and pure and you can easily look that up online just type in sattvic foods And with that, it can be very useful. Something we do is that you offer the food to a higher power, to the divine before you eat it. And that purity of intention, those vibrations then go into the food as well. Even if it's just a piece of fruit or a vegetable, it's gone on a journey to get to you unless you've grown it in your own garden, which is the most
2: beautiful and pure way for sure. But if you haven't grown it yourself, then to hold it, fill it with pure vibrations. Because the vibrations of the things that we take in do affect our mind and our bodies.
1: This is a one of the easier things to do, yeah. is to upgrade the diet because it will change your consciousness. Just try it out. If you're not having a satanic diet at the moment, just try it out for a week, two weeks or a month. And notice what happens. The next thing is getting up early for meditation in the morning. There's a number of benefits to this. One of them, of course, is that we can... Actually, practice being soul conscious because we have time to do it in the morning if we get up early. We can practice receiving divine light. This the only way to conquer Maya is to have that remembrance, that higher awareness. Otherwise, it's not possible. So, if we can dedicate ourselves to that first thing in the morning, we really start to win. We're winning against this seductive energy immediately in the morning. The other thing, the other benefit of this is that when we get up early in the morning and we sit in silence with ourselves, we actually have to face Maya. We have to see what's going on. You'll notice in your own mind all this crazy stuff spinning around. And so the other thing is that we might want to do meditation, and I've certainly had this experience where I want to do meditation, but I can't do it because there's all this stuff coming up within me. A lot of people don't want to wake up in the morning and do meditation because they have to face themselves. But when we do face ourselves, we start to unravel and clear out some of this stuff that has been hidden. Most of my most powerful insights about what I need to do in my life to change myself have come in the morning, early morning, where the conscience is clear and we can hear our, our own conscience saying things like, this has got to stop, and you've got to do this, and we need to practice this. That, that starts to arise early in the morning. So on the one hand, we learn more about what's going on within ourselves. And on the other hand, we experience that powerful energy that allows us to break
2: free from all these things. It's also said to be a pure atmosphere in the morning. A lot of souls are still sleeping, so I'm sure you've noticed it's a much more peaceful atmosphere. Early morning hours. And the next thing is spiritual study. so Taking in spiritual knowledge, spiritual truth. In Raja
0: Yoga, we have morning teachings to remind us of these things we're talking about,
2: and it's profoundly helpful to be reminded on a daily basis. So, we have a course on this that that you can get as well at Raja Yoga online. Taking in spiritual truth, spiritual awareness, spiritual consciousness regularly is
0: so important. Perhaps it's one of one of the intentions even behind this
2: podcast is to just share, to create and provide more opportunities for spiritual truth. Because that's also part of our diet. When we take in deep spiritual awareness, that purifies, empowers us, enables us to
0: really stay on the path Whereas the opposite, if we take in a lot of negative information, that's going to be very detrimental for us.
1: This is extremely important because what we absorb into our consciousness through things we look at on our phone or computers or magazines or whatever it is, everything we absorb or read has an effect on us. And unfortunately, most of it in the world is really quite harmful and there's huge amounts of that around so you can easily get caught up in stuff so that's why spiritual teachings bring us back to what's important again and again otherwise we got there's too much other stuff that we can get trapped in the fourth thing is actually the first lesson we talked about soul consciousness this this is actually the most important thing because it's completely impossible to conquer maya to wake up unless we know who we are and even if we think we've heard this before (laughs) it's really a huge liberation and a huge success to say to ourselves I need to practice this that I'm a spiritual being and I'm this beautiful being of light and to come back to that State of freedom. That that one shift in consciousness cuts out huge amounts of Maya immediately.
0: It's said that Maya arises out of the opposite of that, the body ego consciousness. So it's really the medicine. The more and more I learn to stabilize in that stage, and with that, the fifth—the fifth, the fifth thing—is remembrance of God, getting the spiritual charge, linking your awareness with the supreme light, the One, because that One is the most powerful energy in all of existence, and that One is. The one who will fill you with the strength, the power, spiritual power, to conquer maya. And this whole podcast is really ultimately based around that. That's what spiritual recharge is. It's reconnecting with the power station, recharging the battery of our souls.
1: So these practices, they all help us to extract ourselves from the belly of the beast. It takes a while to realize that we're stuck in the belly of the beast and we need to get out. We're stuck in the quicksand. But the more we practice these things, we start to experience such huge amounts of freedom and liberation, and then we realize where we were before and where we are now. The sixth thing is divine relationships, pure relationships, good company, because the company we keep and the sort of relationships we have either help us and support us and help us move towards where we want to go or they pull us back into more chaos and drama. Relationships is one of the biggest areas where we can have a lot of maya and a lot of problems. I've certainly had my challenges with this and I'm sure you have as well. And so we wanna have relationships based on spiritual awareness that everyone we're dealing with, everyone in our life, friends and family and intimate close friendships, they're all spiritual beings. Maya makes us think everyone is a physical person and then there's the attraction or repulsion But spiritual relationship is where we are aware that everyone is a non-physical being of light. And to have a relationship with the soul, not with the body. So like right now, Ariel's sitting next to me and I can either think she's a person or that she's a beautiful being of light, my eternal friend, my spiritual friend. It's a very different experience.
0: So this is for all of our relationships. To recognize that each being is a soul and to base our relationships off of that spiritual love because the vices kind of really show their faces in relationships, right? Anger, lust, greed, ego, attachment. So to have freedom. And our relationships can also teach us where we we have these negative energies. And where we need to work on them. And there's different lifestyle practices that can help. I mean, for... Forever, for hundreds and hundreds of years, things like celibacy have been part of a spiritual path. For a reason, I mean it's very supportive. That's been our path for many years, and it can be very supportive in staying in a high spiritual space. So we kind of have to just tune in to what are the the practices or a mother with her children. That's a huge one. There's so much, like, of that attachment. But if you can see your child as God's child, instead of thinking, this is my child, this is my problem, you say, this is yours, this is your child. And to speak to that child from that place, to recognize that child is a sovereign divine soul. So there's ways to heal All of the vices and it's definitely in relationships that so much, so much of it shows up. So I'm sure we don't even need to tell you that. I'm sure you're you're aware of that as well.
1: And the seventh thing is using technology and facilities, but not being dependent on them. This has become a huge issue in our modern technological society. It's been said that this is a technopoly. Technology has got the monopoly, it's taken over everything. And we should be able to, if we're masters, turn things off and be all right with it. One is practical things need to be taken care of, but if we're emotionally disturbed, if the cell phone gets turned off for a little bit, then we're trapped. We're not using it. We're being used by it. We're being controlled by it. And Maya does an excellent job of trapping people through technology. The various negative energies can be accessed through technology and influenced from technology. So we want to be able to use things without being used by them. There's a wonderful expression. May your sadhana not be dependent on your sadhana. It's just, these are Indian words, Sanskrit words. Sadhana means your spiritual practice, your spiritual endeavor. And sadhana is the physical things, the facilities. So let on our, our spiritual state. Not be relying on these external things. Because if they are, then what happens if the internet doesn't work? What happens if something breaks? Then all of a sudden, everything falls to pieces. So, th- these are just some of the things we could, of course, go on about this in a great, <laughs> a lot more detail. But you're getting a flavour of it. We're just scratching the surface here. There is these f- these eight forms of negativity: anger, lust, ego, greed, attachment. Laziness, carelessness, and fear. And they all have progeny. There's like you we could write a list of a thousand things from this list. Like irritation is a form of anger. Frustration is a form of anger. Passive aggressive is a form of anger. But the, these energies are pulling us away from our higher consciousness, away from our freedom, away from our joy they're making us feel there's some special thing that we need to get over here somewhere. And we go on a little mission to try and get it. And then we end up getting trapped. And then we end up realizing we made a mistake and then we end up suffering for it. And then because of suffering, we do something else. that's another mistake and we get caught up in another thing. And this has just been going on for a very, very long time. So what we're doing is we're extracting ourselves, we're liberating ourselves from this invisible prison and coming back into a state of complete freedom, complete freedom. This is the highest spiritual path to liberate ourselves from all of these things and claim back our self-sovereignty, claim back our dignity and we will get storms of Maya, I've had plenty of storms, so when you actually sincerely try and get yourself out of this, then you really get the storms, and they try and take us down, they try and take us out, they try and polish us off, but as long as you get back up again, and refuse to be taken out, and open your heart and a very sincere, you will You will become free. We will all become free. And what a beautiful thing it is. And each time we have a success, we're helping everyone else because everything's connected. So your success, each one of us is going to have Maya today in one way or another. And tomorrow and the next day. But the more we have successes, the more we learn, the more experience we have, and it also helps everyone around us that your success energetically is serving the whole.
0: battle alone. Your strength is in your divine connection. So you have the almighty one with you. And said that what Maya does is first she gets us alone. She cuts our connection with God, with the divine. And then she bites, right? Then she seduces us. Then she kind of tricks us. So you're not alone, and your divine connection is your strength. The more you just come back to that connection again and again and again and again, again, the more you're filled with spiritual power and love. And that energy of pure, unconditional love, Maya has no chance against that. So as you connect that highest being and you bring in an experience, that divine pure love, allow it to wash over you, this will continue to give you more and more and more strength, more and more clarity, purity, awareness, and continue to lift you on your journey. And most of all, compassion is absolutely essential. Patience is absolutely essential. It's a big, big journey. And we also have to be gentle and loving with ourselves and with everyone else, forgiving at every moment.
1: So success is guaranteed. If you have that spiritual connection and that deep willingness in your heart. So what to do? Learn more about big foods. Food definitely has an effect on us. Try it out for yourself. See what happens. We have to be willing to try things out. Just try things out. How are you going to know if you don't try? The second thing is... Really experiencing that spiritual charge every day. Ultimately, this is the main thing. The more we have that power, the more it burns everything out. Without that, none of this is possible. This is why people have tried to conquer these things previously and failed, because they didn't have the spiritual power. But once we do, then everything becomes possible. The third thing is upgrading our relationships from body-conscious relationships based on various negative influences to spiritual relationships. And it actually makes a huge difference realizing everyone in your life is a spiritual being. Huge, 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 huge shift in consciousness. And then the fourth thing is to really choose to be a master of your life. Instead of being pulled this way and that way and this way and that way by all this Maya, illusion, seduction, obsession, we say, no, I'm a masterful being. I've had enough of this. I've been stuck in this stuff for years and years and years and lifetimes and lifetimes. It's got to stop. And I'm claiming back my freedom. And when we have that determination, then... We are very interested and fascinated and we're willing to put in the energy to break out of this. And if you're needing a bit of inspiration, remember that quote. Those who are defeated by Maya are defeated by the whole world. And those who are victorious over Maya are victorious over the whole world. No pressure.
0: So no pressure or anything. (laughs) So it's a blessed path. You know, the the spiritual path is a blessed path. and, And what you gain and what you experience, which it hasn't been the topic of this episode, we do talk about it a lot, is... Imperishable love and bliss and peace. Most beautiful vibrations fill your being and emanate out into the world. And there's such a divine sense of fullness, radiance. That's what we seek to return to. So there's inexplicable glory and beauty to be experienced. This is just the other side of it that we kind of have to talk about. (laughs) So each time we choose the higher path, we're blessed. And it's not always easy. But we have divine support. And with patience and with love and with determination, keep taking the next step and we make it to our destination and we enjoy the journey. May you remember who you are, create a sacred life of freedom and bliss. May you come back home to your original, eternal, highest state of consciousness. May you choose your own divine life and attain everything.
1: And if you'd love to experience and learn more ways of becoming free, then we have a lot of other beautiful things you can learn at spiritualrecharge.com. These things are things that you're not going to learn in the world. Maya is, is huge and people are promoting the opposite of freedom on a regular basis and even many spiritual teachers and spiritual teachings are actually teaching about Maya innocently they don't even mean to this is not an easy thing to pull off but then again if you love freedom and if you love yourself and if you want to break out of doing things that are causing you personally suffering then this is a such a sacred path to take up And all I can say is that my experience is that as I've gradually extracted myself from these negative energies, I feel so much better than I ever had in my life. So much natural happiness starts to bubble up and everything starts getting easier and better and success starts coming naturally from within us. So this is really a path of becoming our own best friend and doing what's good for our soul and not following the madness of the world and stepping out of that river that's pulling everyone down, coming onto the shore and standing up. So if you're ready for that, then you're in good company and this is the time to do it.
0: Oceans of love and wishing you every blessing upon your journey. Thank you for your divine presence, our beloved spiritual
2: friend. Om Shanti